<laughs> there we go, mate. Fucking rolling on a river. Appreciate your time. Evolve coaching. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great to be on here. Hey, you said you said something literally two minutes ago about teaching people up within 12 weeks to be independent mm-hmm. for their own eating, right? For their own nutrition. Yeah, exactly. Where did that concept come from? Um, over the years, realistically, I am kind of my ideal client, if that makes sense. Um, a few years ago, I jumped in with a couple of coaches and I was always set up with a meal plan or macro tracking and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, once the eight weeks or 12 weeks ends, or once you want to be able to leave that coach as well, you're kind of stuck. Like I was stuck eating a hundred grams of rice and a hundred grams of chicken. And I had no idea what else I could eat apart from that. So the whole idea was that I could teach people how to make their own recipes and how to, you know, be self-sufficient rather than needing someone else to tell them what they need to eat for the rest of their life because that's never going to be realistic. And in my opinion, that's kind of a waste of money. 100% a waste of money, mate. It's fast bucks, you know, fast dollars. If it arrives fast, it's probably going to leave fast, mate. It's it's not worth it. Of course. Yeah. So my whole idea behind Evolve anyway was just to try and teach people. That's what I love doing anyway. I love mentoring them. I love being able to teach them everything from the basics of nutrition, proteins, fats, carbs, where you can find them to how you can construct a recipe for yourself to performance nutrition when you should be eating carbohydrates around your training or recovery and all of that kind of stuff as well. So really just being able to set people up for not only just the basics, but also to be able to perform their best in terms of any sort of exercise or training and that kind of stuff as well. I love it, mate. You know, that's um that's why I reached out because it's it's something that the general population look at it as, oh no, I need to go to this complete specialist and pay 5k and I need the handhold handheld for the rest of my life or something I'll never understand, right? And I'm just gonna eat my Weetabix in for breakfast, you know, my beige, my beige uh, plates for dinner and stuff like that. And it's like, no, it, it's not that complicated. It depends how much we we go into that Pandora's box, right? But it's like we can we can have a healthy lifestyle and figure this out with ourselves, right? But we need a little bit of guidance. And I love that 12-week concept. I think it's cool as shit. Like we are educators and facilitators as well as coaches. You know, I yeah. think if we if our athletes or our quote unquote clients, right, haven't learned anything from us then we've done them a disservice. We've literally just exchanged time for dollars and that gets into a pretty weird mental rabbit hole. I don't like that thought. It definitely does. I mean, like you said before as well, nutrition can be as complex or as simple as you want. Realistically, you can break your plate up into protein, fats, carbs, and you know a handful of veggies and that'll be pretty much good to go. Otherwise, yeah. you can dive all the way into all of the micro minerals and vitamins and everything as well and make it as complex as you possibly want. But my idea is to kind of keep it nice and simple, make it really, really easy. It shouldn't be hard. And if it is, then you might be doing something a little bit wrong or um, something might not be quite on track. Mm. And let's be honest, for the mo- for the most part, for most people, they don't need yeah. the nitty gritty. No, no, they not need at all. an eighty twenty. It's yeah, just, completely. yeah, it's it, it. Just break it down simply, right? And and even for a business model for yourself, like there's eight billion people on the planet. You know, if yeah. if if you see different people every twelve weeks, you're gonna be all right. Like I, exactly. you're not gonna and live I'm- until you're a million years old. Completely. And like, I mean, in my opinion, anyway, I love working with 
such a massive variety of people the more people that I can help the better because everyone's story is so different so it keeps my job really interesting as well I find if I'm working with the same person for a very very long period of time obviously it's amazing and I do definitely love my clients but it's nice being able to have different conversations rather than repeating the same conversation every single week as well yeah and we learn from them more than they learn from us let's be honest oh yeah a hundred percent my clients have taught me so many things especially about human behavior oh what's the best what is the biggest thing that coaching has taught you um patience definitely patience and that I cannot control other people's actions as much as I would possibly like to um everyone has their own decisions and their own choices so yeah probably that I would say so funny like I I will ask that question to a lot of coaches around the world right and I would say I would say 90% of them say patience yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to realize, especially as a coach in an ideal world, I would be able to get my clients to do whatever I wanted um, on paper. It would be amazing, but in yeah. real life, it doesn't happen at all. Um, and everyone will do their own kind of thing, but it's nice to be able to help, like help their hands on their journey rather than sort of um, push them into something. I'm going to put it out there. It's easier to coach kids than it is adults. Definitely. Yeah. Especially since um, adults kind of have their own way of thinking and everything as well that you might need to reteach them, especially when it comes to things like nutrition and everything as well. People tend to have um, ideas around what's going to be the best for them, which it might not necessarily be true. Mm. And let's be honest, adults don't do it anyway. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. You're like, yep, yep. Okay, coach. Yep. No problem. No questions. I'm all good. And then two weeks later, they're in the same boat. You're like, did you do what I said? Um. Well... You're like, so the answer is no. I mean, let's have the same conversation in a different way. Yeah, see what see what works best the next time. Patience, mate. If you could sell that in a bottle, we'd be very would rich. Be worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. And confidence, I think, would be the two. That and confidence. That's also yeah. another massive one. You alluded to gym anxiety, and I mm-hmm. fucking love how you're touching on that, especially to bring ladies into a gym. Because it is fucking intimidating as shit right it doesn't matter if it's like a city fitness doesn't matter if it's a global gym style a zumba a reform pilates a crossfit gym they're all they're all intimidating it's all nervous somebody else is in front of you telling you what to do usually telling you how you're doing things wrong right Mm -hmm. and then you've got eyes on everywhere and everybody's in their own head and it gets a little too much right um yes and like with the women that I tend to have these conversations with as well, they're always talking about how they're worried they're going to be doing something wrong or people might stare yeah. at them or judge them for any sort of reason as well. But one thing that I love to say is that everyone is in the gym just to improve themselves. It doesn't, it's not really a place that people go to um, do anything but that. So at the end of the day, you're there to improve yourself as well. You're paying the same gym membership fees and you're allowed to take up that space. Realistically, when I, like I've been a PT for years and when I first started at the gym, um, my technique definitely wasn't the best and I'm sure everyone had that starting point. Um, so that's just their starting point, right? They're always going to grow from there as well. Mm, that's right. And, you know, you are going to come across some fucking knob jockeys in the gym, right? Yes, it is the way it is. But if mm. we're able to improve our physical competency, right, we can now move our body. We can now know what a barbell is and a dumbbell and the difference between them and how we lift it and a deadlift, a squat, and whatever it is, right? A yeah. Stretch, whatever it is. I kind of know what this thing is. Now we have the confidence to be like, you know what? Fuck you, man. Like, don't worry about it. You do your thing. I do my thing. And we go mm-hmm. in separate ways. And I think the more 
confident people get with a sense of humility with it. As soon as the confidence goes up, humility needs to come with it as well. I don't think we should be arrogant, right? Like that is a slippy slope. But the more confident people get, I think the better, you know, because they want to discuss ideas. They have things to say. They have a little bit more cooperation between themselves and the coach. You know, they... Hey guys, how are you doing? You're all right. Like, actually, Alex, like, I'm having a bad week. I want to know that. I don't want you to be like, yeah, good. Yeah, sound. Yeah, fine. Like, because mm-hmm. it's just surface level. Let's get into the weeds, man. You know, how are you doing? Shit. All right. Why? What do you need? What do you want? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is really good to have that relationship with your clients and everything as well. I mean, the more open, the better. Um, Naturally, like you mentioned as well, if something happens with your mental health or outside of your, like, life in the gym in general then that's naturally going to affect your physical health and the way that you're kind of performing and even just the amount that you can lift can be affected just by something that might have happened that morning if you're not necessarily switched on so it's really really good as a coach to be able to know all of those kind of things as well um as little as they might be even if you didn't sleep well that night that's going to affect your performance massively so yeah definitely that as well yeah and you're teaching people to be self-aware you know you're asking questions that they have to think about the answer like how do i feel how what what did happen yesterday last week you know how are my family doing just these little things right and it's like yeah those are the questions that you can now ask yourself when i'm not in the gym when you're not in the gym when i'm not ringing your phone like it's like yeah it's self-aware like be accountable to yourself And it's not even just being accountable to yourself. It can be taken in a couple of different ways. Even when we look at nutrition, it's like after having a meal, am I full? Did that satiate me? Um, How am I feeling? Are my energy levels okay? What was that like? Did I enjoy the meal or did I kind of force it down? Did I actually not like what I was eating in the first place? Maybe I should try and switch that up a little bit as well. Um, But yeah, definitely. That's that's a really good point. Why do you do what you do? Um, so I actually studied nursing for a couple of years before I moved into PT and sports nutrition. Um, and I loved it to an extent, but I kind of realized that there were so many people that I was just trying to fix on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of health of where I wanted to be. In an ideal world, I love to be able to prevent disease rather than try and fix it. Um, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do here with my job and everything as well, especially with the nutrition side of things. That's where we can prevent so many diseases. It's unreal. I mean, even hypertension, type 2 diabetes, um, lower cholesterol before it gets way too high. Um, that kind of stuff is just so, so, so important. Um, so yeah, I made the switch from nursing to PT. I was actually studying both at the same time just because I love to overwork myself sometimes. Um Definitely. Yeah. After that, I moved into gym management. And then from there, I went into PT. So one-on-one clients and I've worked in a few of the biggest gyms in New Zealand and Australia, which is really cool. Um, From there, I then decided to study sports nutrition with the Sports Nutrition Association of New Zealand and Australia, which is probably one of the best courses that I definitely did. Um, I'm now a couple of months out of finishing my postgrad diploma in high performance nutrition, which is really cool. Congratulations. Yes. So uh, in a roundabout way, I pretty much just want to be able to prevent disease rather than fix it and set people up for life so that they don't necessarily need any more coaches and stuff. Because I've been there and I've had like five, six, seven coaches. I could probably count them on two hands if I needed to, but they didn't really teach me anything. They just gave me a plan, which isn't necessarily going to work. Mm. That that question of why Mm. is really important. And I think it's really important for coaches to ask themselves and myself included, of if I cannot answer the question of why, then they shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And especially with coaching and everything as well, like 
realistically, if I didn't have my why, if I didn't know why I was doing this in the first place, I probably would have dropped off by now. I don't think I would be able to continue with this job just because there's a lot of emotion attached to being able to coach people all the time. And some of the stories that they tell you, you need to be able to separate yourself slightly from that as well. Um, so if I didn't necessarily know the reason behind why I was doing it in the first place, it will probably take too much of an emotional toll on me as a person as well. So it's just something to be aware of. It's also another great point. Yeah. I mean, I did mean the specifics of why are we doing a pull up, for example, why am I eating this? But like, that is an also a fantastic point. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. Go, go off and whatever rabbit hole tangents you want. Like I can talk shit to me all day. It's all good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's so, it's so true. I think we need to have a very good grasp of where we would like this individual to go. I, okay, cool. You, you're here. You've got this goal. I want to understand why you want this goal. Cool. We're going to take you on a journey, or at least I'm going to help facilitate you on this journey, but also where yourself wants to go and be able to disassociate yourself from those two paths. You're not fucking putting them on stabilizers and you being the donkey, just walking them to Bethlehem. It's not going to happen like that because you're just going to be burnt out and quit the industry and I don't know, do something else, right? Like fucking start accounting or something completely different. It's um, yeah. it is bizarre how much people open up to a fitness coach, mate. It makes it makes me uh tear up and laugh at the same time, you know, because I'm like, we teach adult PE here, guys. You know, like we, we when you really break it down, you know, we're kind of the ADHD kids, the dyslexic kids that just like like to move around a little bit, and the greatest on the book smart sense. But mm. then you're opening up about having an affair, about having mental health problems, having addictions. And you're just like, whoa, hold on a minute. Let's let's slow down. The, we were talking about a bench press and I didn't need to know about casino and cocaine. <laughs> I guess sometimes as well, um, especially with in-person PTs, we're kind of that other person in their life that's not really attached to anyone else that they might know. So it's a lot easier to open up to someone like that compared to, say, one of your best friends if they've known you for years and they know everyone else in your life and everything as well. It's very, very different. So I can definitely understand why it happens, but it's mm. more how we can go about it as well. So sometimes I have had conversations with my clients and everything about mental health and how they might need to reach out for help. And it's great to have a referral system set up for that just in case. Um, because realistically, people do have mental health issues and it's great that people are able to open up to us. It's more so that we need to be able to be proactive about that as well, rather than responsive. Exactly. Prevent, right? Let's, yeah. let's open the conversation early. Like, how are you doing? Like, how yeah. are you today? Are you a five? Are you a 10? Like, hmm. Yeah, of course. And even with um with my clients, I love to use, like you just mentioned, the five and 10 out of like 10 in terms of simple things. Like if you could rate your body confidence right now on a scale of one to 10, where are you sitting? Okay. Um, I've had clients that aren't even able to leave the house because of the way that they look, which obviously isn't ideal. So um, it's just another unit of measurement that we can use apart from just, you know, your scale weight or the way that your body looks. It can also be things like confidence or being able to go out for a walk with your friends and everything as well. So in a few weeks time after we've worked on those things, it's okay. So on a scale, of one to ten a few weeks ago you mentioned that you might have been a one like you were really struggling right now if we can make it to a four do you think that that's going to be a massive improvement for you and how will that affect your life so even those kind of things are really really important conversations to be able to have with people just so they can get that physical measurement that's not necessarily just associated with a bench press or how much they can lift or the way that they look and everything as well 
Yeah, mate, that's huge. You know, at the end of the day, you turn the subjective into an objective and they're able to see it on a screen or on a piece of paper, right? And they can't really bullshit because they're the ones who came up with the with the number. You know, it's like, yeah, that you objectively feel better, you know, because yeah. you can see it. The number has gone up and you're the one who's created that. You're the one who's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a three. It's like, yeah, you were, you were fucking one the other week. That's yeah. progress, mate. It definitely is. And in the nicest way possible, it's great as a coach to be able to use their own words against them rather than trying to use your words sometimes. It's so much more powerful. 100%. You know, sometimes you're going to dangle the carrot, you know, mm. and you've just got to uh, kind of spin it in a way where they come to their own conclusion. In fact, yeah. you've, you've you've put all the jigsaw pieces in a line and they are faced up, right? So all they have to do is connect the dots. But sometimes you gotta you gotta allow them to do that by themselves, and then praise them for getting there all by themselves, right? When in fact, Definitely. you know, yeah, a little bit powers in play. Of course, and I think with um like our job as coaches and everything as well, asking the right questions is so so important. Um, it's great as clients if they will be able to, like you said, come to their own conclusions and everything as well. But they're not going to be able to do that without necessarily having the right questions to be able to think about in the first place. Mm-hmm. So even you mentioned before as well, their why. So working out what their why is and the why they want to achieve their goals in the first place. Without knowing that, then there's no way that they'll be able to do it. It's just going to be way too hard and they'll throw it in that too hard basket. But we want to try and move it away from that too hard basket and have those tools like the why and the how to be able to do that for themselves. Where would you like Evolve to go? Um, in a few years' time, I would definitely love to expand a lot more. Um, I love my job, so I will probably never step away from coaching myself. Um, it's definitely why I do it. Um, but yeah, ideally, I would love to expand a lot more worldwide, um, help as many people as I possibly can. The business model is kind of set up in a way where clients move through rather than we hold on to them. So um, the more people that I can reach, the better. Um, ideally I want to, I've been looking into hiring an eating disorder practitioner and everything as well. So hopefully moving towards that direction to be able to help more people in that way. Um, possibly other looking, like looking into other coaches with other specialties and everything as well. Possibly a psychologist would be amazing. Um, just to help with those kind of difficult conversations that we might need to have as well. I mean, that's fucking fantastic, mate. You know, I think everything in one place and bridging on the gap of education mm. of, hey, guys, this is kind of like a graduation. You know, you're going to get a diploma or a fucking certificate or a high five, whatever, right? You're going to get the tools needed to take you from A to B. Yeah. And you are going to end up doing it. Yeah, okay, there's going to be people around the, along the way with signposts. I'm going to help you through it. But you're the one who's going to get through it. And then the confidence from that. And again, they're going yeah. to be a walking billboard. It's a great business model. They're, they're never going to have a bad thing to say about it, you know? Of course. And I mean, like, the more people that I can set up for life, the better, in my opinion. Like I said before as well, my why is working out how to prevent disease rather than how to fix it. And if one person is able to refer me to the next person, which is then going to prevent them from having a heart attack, as an example, that fills my cup every single day. What got you on that path of preventative medicine? Um... When I was studying nursing, I did see a lot of people that had especially type 2 diabetes, which is a preventable condition. It's a lifestyle disease. Um, And with that as well, it came a lot of, um, without getting too in-depth with it as well, there's a lot of injuries that can be associated with that and skin conditions and everything as well. And that can severely affect people's lives. Um, 
to to the point where they don't go outside and they don't exercise or um, I'm working with an, an amazing woman at the moment but she can't get in a pool because she loves swimming but just with her skin and the way that it is currently it's not realistic um so certain things like that as well it's just improving people's quality of life so I just love being able to be that person for other people as well mm-hmm. I hope that answered your question yeah mate I think I think life ends up signposting where you need to go you know, I don't know whether it's a hippy dippy thing. I don't know if it's a spiritual thing. I don't know if it's fucking coincidence, fate. I don't know. I don't know. I'm blonde, mate. As you can see, like the only thing I know is I know nothing at the end of the day. I completely agree. And I think like I've been on my own path and realistically, I, I thought that I was going to be a nurse to start off with. Um, And what I do is definitely not nursing. Um, But I've been on so many different pathways in my journey and everything as well. I've tried tried nursing I tried PT I tried gym management and everything as well and I've kind of fallen into this path but I feel like this is definitely the path that I want to be on as well so everyone everyone's journeys takes you know turns and leaps and bounds but um where I am right now I'm I'm feeling pretty happy with my journey and it's great that I'm able to affect other people's journeys as well so hopefully we can be that turning point for them in their journey that's actually going to solve everything rather than just another coach that's kind of you know pushing them on their way mm. And again, it's another beautiful example of, you know, you might get a little bump or a little bruise or a little spun around a few times, but it doesn't mean you have to go back. You know, it's just like bumper cars. You just get bumped off into the next thing, into the next thing, into the next thing. And you slowly end up meandering down that fucking river and then you find the sea. You know, that's where you're supposed to be. Definitely. And it depends on the way that you look at it. You can either look at things like it's, you know, it's a really negative experience that this happened to me, or we can try and flip it into, oh, that was a really good lesson. And this is what I'm going to take away from it. And I think being able to have that change in mindset is massive. Um, Even just looking at things as lessons, like I learned to lesson that, you know, I went to university for nursing and I didn't enjoy it, but I made the lesson or the learning that I was able to, you know, move on. And it did definitely teach me so many things that I'm able to use with my clients now, which is incredible, but I wouldn't have had that learning, um, both the university education, as well as being able to have the confidence to be able to leave that education um, with where I am now, if I didn't make those choices. What gave you that mindset? Um, I think I've always been quite outgoing, I would say. Um, I did used to be very, very shy when I was younger, um, but things kind of change and I love throwing myself so far on the deep and it's unreal. Um, <laughs> Sink or swim, mate. Exactly. Sink or swim. I mean, when you've got no other option, you've got to swim, right? That's just how it is. And I love kind of being able to do that as well but I think over the years I've just had so many experiences of you know I can either be a negative person and I can be stuck in this negative mindset but realistically it's that question of who do I actually want to be do I want to be known as that negative person that's always stuck in that horrible mindset of why is this happening to me I can't do this um you know the world is so bad around me everything is affecting my journey or we can try and flip that to wow, I'm so glad that I got to have this experience because it taught me this lesson. And I really want to be known as that really positive person in the room. And I want to be that person that's really, you know, comfortable that people can come to and that people can talk to and everything as well. And realistically, if I was that negative person, I'm never going to be that person for other people as well. I want to be that person that, you know, is really happy and outgoing and courageous and confident and smart and funny. And I just need to make those choices for myself as well. It's a great point. It's a fantastic point. You know, if you want to help somebody and you're really introverted and shy and insular, how are you going to help somebody? You know, how are you going to lead somebody else? And leadership, in my opinion, is is everybody. Everybody can 
can lead. Yeah. You know, you're going to lead them astray. You're going to lead them to a better path. And if we're just kind of sat around under the covers, just like, oh, I'm shy, introverted, down, depressed, whatever. So you're not you're not leading anybody. Completely. And I think realistically, confidence is a choice. Um, when I was younger, I used to be so shy. It's ridiculous. Like on every single one of my school reports, it would always be like, Renee needs to talk more. She's way too quiet. Um, I remember I was sitting next to this guy in stats class for an entire year. I didn't have a single conversation with him because I was way too nervous. Wow. I went from that person to realistically nursing helped me in more than just the ways of my education, but it also forced me to go and talk to the patients when I was feeling really, you know, nervous and really introverted and having those kind of difficult conversations with people about, hey, um, your health might not be the best right now especially when they're really really vulnerable trying to grow in that way for myself was really really important um and then obviously being a PT you're self-employed realistically if I was quiet I would not have an income right now um which definitely I learned the hard way to start with um, yeah. but it does over time um but yeah like I mentioned before as well confidence is a thing that you can grow it's just another muscle it's just learning how to do that as well mm. I like that confidence is something you can grow do you have to fake it um I don't necessarily call it fake it but what I love to do is try and visualize the person that I want to be and then I try to step into being that person so say if in a year's time I wanted to be this really confident happy courageous amazing person um I would then try and envision that person and try and think about the traits that they would have so you know if that courageous confident person was to then walk into a room or walk into a board meeting and I needed to have that kind of personality what traits would they have like what posture would they have how would they be holding themselves what words would they say even that kind of stuff as well so then you can try and step into that person maybe a little bit early but it just takes time it's just practice same as anything else when you're new to the gym it's just practice I had no idea how to squat when I first tried weightlifting but now I do and it's just confidence and time more than anything else for sure you have to prove to yourself your competency you know and then usually behind that is a whole array of failure it's like yeah but you got up and you tried again and you prove to yourself after fucking up nothing happens the world keeps spinning no, everybody forgets about it in a week, you know, and it's over with. You just say, okay, get back up, brush myself off, put a little Band-Aid on if you need to, and then we'll get back in the fight. You know, that's literally it, man. And eventually, you know, I don't think you have to fake it. You've proven to yourself that you're going to be okay. Even if everybody, everything else falls apart, everybody else leaves you. You know, it's just you on your billy bob. You'll be all right. Yeah. You know, you're a savage. I mean, it's even like, um, like you said as well, proving to yourself, that's probably the most important thing. Um, I mean, where is the evidence that you're not a confident person? Where is the evidence that you could be? It's yeah. just looking for that evidence within, like, within your life and everything as well. And if I can be that person that's going to help other people um, find that evidence in terms of how they're going to be a confident person, it's just finding little pieces. Um, it doesn't need to be anything big to start with. It could be, you know, um, I was able to order for the table this time when we went out for dinner. I wouldn't have been able to do that a few years ago. Even things like that, it just builds over time. And then we can maybe move into, I went and talked to this new person at a coffee shop because I wanted to, you know, make friends with them. They looked like a really lovely person or I asked for this person's name or their phone number and that kind of stuff as well. It's literally just small things that we need to build up over time. Tiny things, mate. Small things are the big things. Exactly. Just that 1% better every day, right? 1%, man. Sometimes it's even a fraction of that percent, mate. You know, mm -hmm. keep swinging that bat. Eventually, we're going to get a home run. Exactly. Yeah. I learned the other day that the uh, Hall of Famers in baseball have a 30% home run rate. 
yeah, when you think of it like that as well, it's not actually that much. I it's mean, wow. All- yeah, yeah. It's only three out of ten. I got a, I got a hit. Okay, cool. Let's do that. I can do three exactly. out of ten. And one thing I love to say to all my clients as well is it's the same in business. Imagine if I told you you needed to fail 10 times and the 11th time you were going to exceed so well that um, it made your entire life completely different. Mm. Like how excited would you be to fail? Um, I, I know that I would love to fail 10 times. It really doesn't seem like that much in the long term. Um, mm. But when you look at it the other way and it's like, oh, you know, I've had another failure this time as well. It, it didn't work out this time. Like try and flip it and just be like, okay, well, you know, it didn't work out this time, but I need to fail twice more and then I'm going to make it. Like small little changes in your mindset like that can make such a massive um, drastic difference. Yeah, for sure. I think it's uh, one of the greatest lessons and the greatest gifts is failing, fucking up, rock bottom, slipping down the slide, whatever it is, right? I think it's such a great a gift. We can gain yeah. so much from it. Yeah, and fail forward. You don't always have to fail backwards. Fail forward. It's always going to be a lesson. You mm. might as well take the learning from it. I like it. Mate, i got three questions. Yeah. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Um, Nothing has to be perfect. Um, I was definitely a perfectionist when I was younger. I used to think that I needed to be 100% to be able to start anything, and that stopped me from doing a lot in my life. Um, so, yeah, you don't have to be 100%. No one is 100%. It's unrealistic, and it's never going to happen, so you might as well start now. I like it. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Oh, that's probably a lot harder. Um. I wouldn't necessarily say that I've had any ridiculously bad advice that's really shaped the way that my life is currently. Um, I think for myself anyway, I kind of came to the conclusion that I was able to make my own choices without necessarily having other people's advice affect me way too much. Um, So I wouldn't necessarily say I would have bad advice. It's all been like, I've all been able to take it in one way or another and I can either listen to it or not. Walk your own path, man. The way I think about it is, you know, other people's opinions is, got nothing to do with me yeah you know, everyone's yeah, entitled for their opinion even if it's about you right cool yeah yeah definitely and especially with our jobs and everything as well people are going to have opinions left right oh. and center but you know if you can listen to them or not oh it's crazy i'm sure there's a ton of people out there that think in fact i know there's a ton of people out there that think i'm a cunt it's all good whatever yeah. man i'll just just add yourself to the list it's all good i'll just carry on you know fucking whatever Last question. Mm-hmm. What are the three words you would tell your younger self? Just try it. Um, just give it a go. You, there's no mm-hmm. harm in trying. Why? Um, I think I was way too scared of holding myself back when I was younger. Um, I would be terrified to try anything new. And realistically, trying things that are new to me is what's got me where I am today. And um, I moved countries by myself to a place that I, did, I didn't know anyone, never been there before. Um, I tried it, didn't quite work out the way that I wanted it to, but I loved it. And it taught me so many lessons. And without that, I wouldn't be where I am today. I think everybody needs to leave home. Yeah, you grow so much as a person. Oh, mate. Fucking A. I think everybody needs to pack their bags get on a train, a plane, or in the car and fuck off somewhere on a one-way ticket and figure it out. Even if you just come back to where you came from. Yeah, the lesson that you learn. 
yeah the lesson that you learn and the people skills that you get like when you're traveling by yourself as well you need to get out of your comfort zone and you need to force yourself to talk to people otherwise you could have six months not even having a conversation with someone and you know that's never going to happen realistically so we just need to try and yeah like I said just try it there's no harm in trying not gonna lie I love it one way tickets man that's the only way I live my life yeah just me and my two hands and just see you later the power of the pen I'll just write it down bleed through ink you know and then just uh fuck off see you later send you a postcard (laughs) yeah that's a good way to be life's about stories Mm -hmm. you can't take much else with you but you can leave the stories behind what's what's 50 bucks gonna do for someone I might buy somebody a couple rounds of beers you know you leave somebody a house okay great you leave them a story you can inspire them yeah. you know and uh, mate I just want to say thank you for for sharing a bit of yours of course thank you for having me on I, I really appreciate it it was nice chatting yeah it's cool as fuck man it's cool as fuck appreciate it and you have a great day we'll speak you soon too. definitely okay I'll see you later legend see you everybody Bye.